unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm doing all right, man. And I saw the show notes for today and jumped on the episode and saw that we have something special for the listeners today. We do. We have a special guest. And I'll start by saying I've often wondered whether a direct response copy would work in large, more conventional businesses. And our guest today put my question to rest. Let me introduce you to my friend, Jim Van Wick. He's been a direct marketer since the early 1990s. And because of businesses he built with direct response copy, he's had two seven-figure and one eight-figure exits. Now, in case that jargon doesn't mean anything to you, I'll break it down. A seven-figure exit is where you sell the business for more than $1 million. An eight-figure exit is where you sell the business for more than $10 million. So, you know, going back through history, Jim started, opened an indoor tennis club in the early 80s, and he co-founded a bookstore in the early 90s. He had a small chain of weight loss centers in the late 90s in partnership with his wife. And Jim worked closely with a regional insurance brokerage in the 2000s, which was sold to a Fortune 500 company. More recently, he co-founded another insurance agency selling health insurance nationwide, and he was CEO of that business. And he's currently creating healthamigo.com, which is a national telemedicine and healthcare services company, and he's co-founder of that. A lot of business to keep track of, I know, but I wanted to give you an idea of how prolific Jim is when it comes to building businesses. And I asked him to come on the show today to talk about the vital role of copy in his businesses. And as you will soon see, the following words have special meaning for our guest today. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, or business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Now, Jim, first of all, welcome and thanks for being on the show. I'm glad to be here, David. Yes. Okay. Well, you just heard our famous disclaimer at the top of the show, which award-winning composer Dr. Doug Pugh actually once set to music. But in a private conversation, you and me, you said that most people have no idea what demands for legal compliance are really like until you've set up an insurance company. Could you talk about that? Exactly right, David. I'm so glad to be here, first of all. And um, yes, my my resume sounds like uh, sounds like I have ADD, but I'm just a repeat offender. I can hold a job for six or seven years and then I change. All right. Copy disclosures and lawyers. I I when we had the weight loss business, we had to be careful not to make outrageous claims. But you could do it with before and after pictures and visually. So it wasn't that big a problem. When I started working with a um, 
health insurance brokerage in Los Angeles, which we subsequently sold to uh, a subsidiary of H&R Block, a Fortune 500 company. Then the lawyers got in charge. They, they had to, we had to send a, a review to lawyers because health insurance is a financial product. So the financial lawyer review happened, and then we had to send it over to the uh, HIPAA compliance uh, legal department of a Fortune 500 company looking at, looking at the uh, health and uh, uh, those claims. And I'll tell you, lawyers are in the business of uh, sales suppression. So <laughs> it, it's a challenge, and you learn how to how to work with the lawyers and the disclaimers. But um, I envy people who are only selling supplements, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any quick tips um, before we jump into some of your copy? Yes. Tell stories, which we'll get into later. Tell stories. And if, when you use facts, as I am doing in my new business, Health Amigo, make sure you can back up the facts because I guarantee you the department, for example, I got uh, we got a, a letter just um, two months ago from the Department of Insurance in Rhode Island saying, where did you make these claims of sales savings, right? And when you get a government letter asking for proof, that is serious. And fortunately, we could just write them back and show them exactly where the claims came from. So document your claims with reputable and uh findable sources. Oh, this is horrible. Almost sounds like graduate school. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, now that you, you have some copy, right? A story copy that's going to be used in a video for Health Amigo. I noticed that you are modestly wearing a Health Amigo uh, ball cap. Yes. And a buy health insurance um, t-shirt too. So <laughs> All right. I got it covered, baby. <laughs> All right. So um, could you share the, you, you have a, what's it like a two minute story and then maybe right. we can talk about it a little sure. bit. Sure. Okay. So telling stories does a few things. It allows you to engage your, your uh, prospect's mind. Um, telling stories is just one of the most powerful ways you can, you can capture attention, but also you can make your points in a story. So I'm not going to read the exact script, but for Health Amigo, it is, it's not health insurance. It's, a, it's a, a healthcare membership that makes healthcare better, okay? It's non-insurance. Mm -hmm. And uh, we opened this story with a woman who has a family, and she has teenage twins. And in the story, the twins come down with a dry cough and a high fever, and they have body aches. And she doesn't know what to do because California is in lockdown, and she can't get to see a doctor. What, and just imagine the feeling of a, a mom with, six, with two six ki sick kids and it's locked down and you can't get an appointment for your doctor for months. Health Amigo to the rescue. She can call on telemedicine her doctor and, and uh, the doctor uh, talk to the kids, uh, look them over in the, on the telemedicine and gave them a treatment plan. And that, that in, is, in essence, the lead of the story. And then uh, the mom talks about other services that Health Amigo gives. Yeah, I, I really like that story because it's extremely timely, really. But also, 
the story is going to help people understand what your service does so much better than the typical narrative or maybe the cute branding idea that um, sort of whispers around it and tries to be funny or, or be romantic. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like factual and engaging at the same time. I really love that. Yes. And um, uh, as you may know, I got the uh, structure of that story from story template number three from uh, copywriting templates by uh, uh, copywriting coach David Garfinkel. Um, I've, I've been using that system as, a, as an aid for um, almost a decade now. Well, but, but but there are templates for. I guess my point is there are templates for stories that once you get familiar with it, you can now tell a story. And also, um, your prospects relax. You know, if someone says, "Let me tell you about the features and benefits of product X Y Z," that elicits a certain response from a prospect. But if you say to a prospect, "Hi, I'd like to tell you a story," they're going to lean back and, well, in most cases, lean back and listen. Great, great point. Um, so how did you get started with copy? I mean, I was just getting started, too, in the early 90s. It had something to do with Dan Kennedy and Yellow Pages, right? It did. It did. Um, uh, I came out of grad school. I was a psychologist for a year. I hated every 11 months. I hated every minute of it. And so my buddies and I started an indoor tennis club for which we did not have enough money. <laughs> it, was, it was we were we were wondering if we we're going to pay the rent. And so um, I was trying to figure out how we could sell this. And so I went to a Dan Kennedy seminar, one of those, one of those things where you listen to dozens of speakers for two weekends. And then Dan came on last and he talked and he said he sold something called the Magnetic Marketing Kit. And it was 300 bucks, at, at which in 1986 dollars is quite a bit. I got it and I got an idea for a, a, a Yellow Pages ad. And Dan Kennedy said, don't just don't just advertise your business. Give people a reason to phone you, and whether that could be a free report or another reason, give people a reason to phone you. So we put a Yellow Pages ad in in the uh, Yellow Pages, which uh, basically no longer exists anymore in printed form. Right. And uh, and the phone rang, and the phone rang. Um, so Dan Kennedy did that, and he got me intrigued. Now, Dan Kennedy did something else that I haven't ever told you about, David. And that is, he gave me a whole bunch of other ideas about marketing. And one of them was, and this was for restaurants, he said, you should deal with the concierges in uh, high-end uh, high hotels and give them some kind of an offer to use to get people to your restaurant. So I'm scratching my head and I says, well, a tennis club's not a restaurant, but I put together a little one-page sheet for guests. And I said, um, uh, and this is in really the, the best, the best, the two or three of the best hotels in, in Calgary, Canada. And it was like a celebrity tennis experience or something. I can't, that's not the exact word, but that was it. But there was an offer for high-end people to come in in complete privacy at Foothills Indoor Tennis Club up by the University of Calgary and play tennis in the club with everybody else gone and they could play indoor tennis with uh, the tennis pro. That was me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and I can't remember the numbers, but um, it was a lot like 
three hundred dollars for three or four hundred dollars for an hour of tennis. You were trying to pay for that Dan Kennedy magnetic marketing thing. Oh, I did many times over, (laughs) and 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 amazingly, celebrities want privacy. There are tennis buffs who are celebrities, and I played tennis with Kenny. Kenny Rogers paid me to play tennis with him. Um, Lars Ulrich from Metallica is a big tennis buff, and uh, Barry Gibb. So wow. I, and I played with other people, but those guys were paying me big bucks. And but that goes back to a thing, a good offer. I made something. I invented something. I didn't know if it would work or not. That said. You can have privacy, you can have a, an elite tennis experience, and all you have to do is pay me lots of money. <laughs> that's that's an incredible story, and you've never told me that before, but I'm, I'm very impressed. Kenny Rogers, who just passed away, was the best tennis player by far, by the way. I want to take a moment to point out how vitally important headlines are in copy. As you may already know, the strength of your headline accounts for up to 80 or even 90% of the effectiveness of your ad. Think about that. What if there were a way to shortcut the headline writing process and start a new headline based on a proven winner? Well, there is. It's all in my book called Advertising Headlines That Make You Rich. This book is available now on Amazon.com. Advertising Headlines That Make You Rich. What's unique about this book is it shows you exactly how to adapt a proven winner to your product or service because I show you 10 adaptations for each headline in different niches and explain the psychology of how to adapt a headline. Advertising headlines that make you rich in hard copy and Kindle formats on Amazon. Now, back to our show. So as long as we're talking about Calgary, could you um, relate the story about, I think it's an ironic story, about the um, aggrieved columnist in the Calgary yes. Herald and, and your weight loss ad? Yes. Okay. I used to have weight loss centers and we run these great big, huge full page ads on page three of the city section. So you open the newspaper in the city section on page three on the right hand side, great big giant picture headline and so on. And uh, two of our ads, which were two of the best, um, one had the headline. My husband can't keep his hands off of me. And we ran variations of that. Or my husband can't keep his eyes off of me if, if an editor got too worried about handsiness. And we had a, a Zaftig lady lying on her side with earrings in a provocative pose. We also ran an, uh, another one that said uh, that had a headline and was also quite provocative, very heavy lady. And the headline said, he said dot 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 in the pre-headline and then the headline is you are beautiful and then the subhead was i was fat for so long i thought i'd never hear those words again wow and i guarantee you heavy ladies want to read that story okay sure um so uh they a national a, a national um columnist for newspapers all across Canada saw these news news headlines and wrote an editorial decrying the fact that they were misogynist and fat shaming. Mm -hmm. I don't think they were fat shaming. I think they were bold enough to use the words and the concepts that overweight women say themselves. And by the way, both of those headlines came exactly from real people's stories. 
right? Yeah. I didn't make yeah. up the headline. I just chose it from an interview with, with a lady. So Catherine Ford writes this article and just slams those ads. And she, she actually, best of all, she put a big picture of the headline and the lady at the top of her editorial telling us how terrible it was. And we had the best weeks we ever had, right? Because she's just slamming it and we're getting free, free uh, nationwide coverage. Um, uh, so that's, that's, that's what happens when you um, uh, manage to hit it just right. <laughs> that's really, that's really wild. Any, anything else uh, quickly you'd like to tell us about copy? Because I want to ask you some other things too. There's a, uh, uh, th these are sort of like the, the copywriting basics and the direct marketing basics that you want to know. But I think that um, great headlines, a good story, uh, new, new is a magical word. It sounds, uh, it, it sounds cliched, but I guarantee you, new, the word new somewhere prominently uh, will always lift response. Um, maybe you do it uh, in a different uh, synonym to new. And uh, I think the most important thing is you have to have a great offer. You have to have something that just seems like the person wants to get it and they want to get it from you. <laughs> yeah. If, if yeah. that makes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's the best one minute masterclass on copywriting I've ever heard. Serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, very good. Thank you. Um, so let's, let's sort of go a little meta um, and, and talk about business builders like yourself um, who want to write their own copy, even if, even if they're going to hire copywriters, they want to do some of it themselves. What would you suggest from a knowledge and learning perspective? Um, maybe not a complete course, but as a start, uh, okay, how, how would you for sure. think about it? For sure. Ha, how to say this. Um, if you own a business, you are probably not your customer. You hmm. have a bunch of ideas in your head, but you are the business owner. You don't, you're not the customer. So I would say the first and most important thing to do is have no, uh, uh, conversations with your customer without a big agenda and find out why they joined and what's happening and what problems you're solving or just what's going on. And if you, uh, now I, in weight loss, we always were looking for testimonials, but I tried very hard to find our most successful clients and to uh, talk to them in non-agenda. I always asked if I could tape record it. Uh, they were cassette recorders in the early days and asked them, this is in weight loss now, not in the tennis club and not in the bookstore. Um, <laughs> but, um, and, and talk to your clients and find out what's going on for them. That's the first thing you would do, right? Is, right. is you're not your customer. Uh, what else you want to do if you want to write your own copy is um, look at what, Look at what great and successful people have done before. Maybe you look at uh, how, who's the guy who sold blue blockers? Uh, great copy. Oh, Joe Sugarman. Look at, look at, find some Joe Sugarman ads or find some, find some ads, not necessarily in your industry and find it, see how they uh, present their product or services and see if you can learn from them, right? Um, yeah. My weight loss ads weren't like normal weight loss ads, right? 
they were almost always the most successful ones were stories. They weren't, they weren't talking about features and benefits and, and you get this and you get that. Um, so if you can, if you can find what six other successful people have done, then I, I think that would help. Hmm. And then, like I said, the most important, uh, having done that, then find out from your clients what it was about the offer, what it was about the way you presented your product that was appealing to them. Find out if there was anything that uh, they um, that stopped them from calling right away. Um, we used to run these big newspaper ads, and sometimes a client would come in a year later with a year-old ad, and I'd say, <laughs> um, you've been you've been putting this in your purse for a year. How come you didn't call me, right? <laughs> um, and you can find out real things, right? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I would say that I'd say that would be it. You're not your customer. Uh, use real stories. Find out find out what's going on with your clients, and then uh, learn from people who have had successes in your industry or other industries, and you're probably off better off. If I'd have tried to copy Weight Watcher ads, I don't think we'd have done very well, right? Mm-hmm. We copied ads from, out, uh, well, learned from ads from non-weight loss industries. So you have to test, uh, and I'm sure you've talked about testing before, but when you're running a full-page ad in a newspaper, in nineteen ninety dollars, that that was five seven thousand dollars a week uh, times three cities. You know this you, this is a big bet, and uh, you so you want to um, you really want to to learn and adjust as you go along. That's that's great advice. Um, but there are a lot of business owners uh, who don't write copy themselves, and so they hire copywriters. What do what are those business owners? I mean, managing copywriters is an art in itself, right? Let me go back to business builders. And this is another uh, David Garfinkel thing. If you're going to try and write your own copy, hire a copywriting coach who will guide you. Doesn't cost very much. Um, if you're spending twenty dollars or $25,000 a week on ads, uh, the, cost, the incremental cost of a coach uh, will pay for itself the first day. So um, now, hiring copywriters. Okay. Uh, all you copywriters out there, hide your ears because I'm going to say things that um, you don't like. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, trigger alert. Trigger alert. Tr- trigger alert. Exactly right. I think it's very important that you don't hire any long-term contracts with people and you do small tests with somebody because some people are really good, some people aren't, and the best people um, are very expensive, but you don't know if they can if they can do it. So I would say... Um, do your best to hire people for very small, uh, a tiny project, see if it works and then roll it out and work with people there. So don't just, don't just make a big commitment to a top flight copywriter like Nathan or David Garfinkel right off the bat, um, much as they would want you to, uh, uh, the, be very slow to hire them and, and start little and see if they can catch the vibe of person we've talked about on this, uh, your customers. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. And you know, that to me sounds like exactly the way you build a business too. Exactly. Um, what, yeah. You know, you, you know, you don't say, Oh, I just had this great idea in a dream last night. I'm going to go down to Sand Hill road, get $5 million of 
uh, venture capital and roll this thing out by next week. No, you try something, you test it, you adjust all those things. And so, yes, I know to all the copywriters listening to this, I'm sure that hurt a little bit, but actually it's, it's really in your long-term interest because once they do find you, they'll never let you go. That's right. Now, if you, that's right. I didn't say that, but obviously if you can get someone who is genuinely, by the way, um, if anybody here is really, by the way, here's a, here's an ad. If anybody here is really good at writing and creating um, lead generation site, lead generation sites, lead generation pages, landing pages for health insurance. See, buy health insurance. Our informal slogan is buy health insurance or die. Um, <laughs> that's that's an interior slogan. Yes. Um, uh, uh, I get it. <laughs> uh, or co- contact us because we've never found anybody who is truly great at lead generation for health insurance. So. If somebody wanted to contact you, what email address should they use? They should, okay, they should write to jim at healthamigo.com. That's, that's, the, new, that's the new venture, which I want to talk about, um, if I may. Yeah, go ahead, um, just a few minutes. Oh, yeah, of course. So, as, as my uh, rather checkered resume uh, suggests, I am a repeat offender when it comes to business. A serial um, entrepreneur. Siri, I say repeat offender, but That's you, okay. you got it. You got it. Um, uh, and uh, so I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, healthcare in America is a mess. It's too expensive. It's complicated. People don't understand their bills. And now it's even worse because hospitals are flooded and people are panicking. We don't know what to do. So Health Amigo is going to be a middle place between the consumer and the health care system. What Health Amigo is, is, is if you have a gold-plated insurance system, Cadillac plan, you don't need Health Amigo. But if, if you have high deductibles and high co-pays and uh, you're worried about the cost of prescription drugs, Health Amigo will give you a free, unlimited free video consultations with a board-certified doctor within minutes. So you don't, if you have symptoms, you can call a doctor. If you need a prescription, you can, uh, we'll help you find the best price. You can save hundreds between. If you need a medical procedure, God forbid, our health, our health navigators can comparison shop. Something you, it's very hard for a consumer to do. They can comparison shop between providers in your city and find you the best price with an A-list provider. If if you need services, we'll, we'll, we'll find you discounts. And here's a big one. 80% of medical bills have a mistake in them. This is a study by a hospital administration group. Uh, and so we have uh, hired a bill negotiation service that will, over a certain threshold of bills, the little ones, nobody will, will um, negotiate. But this bill negotiating service has saved over $400 million in medical bills over the since 2007, uh, saving an average of 42% on every bill they negotiate. And so in the middle place between having a gold-plated plan, you don't need us. Uh, if you have a, a normal health healthcare plan or if you have no insurance at all, I think it could be life-saving. Healthamigo.com, um, come visit us. And uh, that that is my short little story. That's great. Um... 
healthamigo.com. Now, when we've talked about this before, I've suggested that your competitor was called healthenamigo.com. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's that's there there is uh, um Yes, uh, healthcare companies have a necessarily adversarial position to their clients, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in the weight loss business, you want your clients to lose weight, so they go and tell their friends. If you are in the health insurance business, and I am, but there's an adversarial relationship between the carrier, the insurance company, who wants to keep payouts and premiums low, and the consumer who uh, wants medical services. And so Health Amigo is in that middle spot that is not well served. And Health Amigo um, does not have an adversarial relationship with our clients. There's no conflict. We want people to get help to phone the doctor to get their prescriptions at the best price and to make sure that their medical bills are correct. Well, I can see why you've been so successful with your other businesses. And I predict you'll be very successful with this one, too. We're running out of time. Nathan, anything you want to add or ask before we go? Uh, I'm going to say this was a fantastic episode. I'm going to edit out the section about not hiring copywriters. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, a fantastic episode. Thank you, Jim. Um, and thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Uh, catch you later. And if you want to get more of your Copywriters Podcast fix, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com. Until then, we'll see you next time. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.